0: Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases. Full work with by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: This is America's Truckin' Network with Steve Summers. Back on a Friday. GGIF lines available on 888 860 8785. And there was one uh, meteorologist there in uh, Mobile, Alabama, following Sally, uh, that points out uh, a lot of debris and a lot of down power lines. Not necessarily the only reason you should stay out of the floodwaters from Sally, uh, aka wildlife. In this case specifically a very large alligator. Uh, a video he shared uh, showing an estimated ten to twelve foot gator swimming through the floodwaters near a Gulf Shore's home after Sally came ashore Wednesday morning. Uh, with one hundred five Molinara winds, rain measured in feet rather than inches, yeah, swamping homes, trapping people in high weather, uh, high water creeping inland for a, a long, slow, disastrous drenching. I mean, the storm moved at about three miles an hour. That, that's about the speed an average person can walk. And, of course, we see the, uh, the casualty of the three-mile bridge across Pensacola Bay as a crew struggling to stop a barge that had broke loose from drifting into a nearby bridge. Uh, That's part of Interstate 10. Uh, They actually closed I-10 in some of the hard-hit areas, both Florida and Alabama. I'm looking at the photographs, the uh, Pensacola Bridge, Three Mile Bridge, uh, which pretty significant damage, and it partially collapsed. Uh, In total, eight barges broke loose during the Hurricane Two struck the bridge. This was another $400 million infrastructure project. Here we have an, another multi-billion dollar disaster to hit the country in 2020. It's been one after another. Hey, it's an early morning check-in from Philip. Hey there.
3: Hey, bud. How's it going this morning?
2: Doing all right. Hey, you and
3: Austin are doing a good job today. Um I just want to let you know uh, you've been watching that that storm down there in the the Gulf, on down there just uh, by Mexico.
2: That's the one that they believe is going to be Wilfred. Okay, so
3: I was looking at the models on it. It's going to hang around for a while out there. It's actually going to. It's a depression now. It's going to turn into a hurricane, and then it's going to come back in a storm. But it's going to hang out in the Gulf for. Almost a week.
2: The They're way making it's it sound off. like it's just going to kind of meander. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like almost a
3: week, and then uh, the other one was at Teddy. Hopefully, I, I hope the God it spares uh, Bermuda. Bermuda. Bermuda don't need another one coming through there
2: like that. I mean, because they were just hit by Paulette about a week ago, last weekend. Yes, sir. And then uh,
3: it's going to go towards Maine, and that's that's you know. I, I don't want anybody up in Maine or even up in Brunswick or Newfoundland or in those places to get hit either. And that's a big storm too. That's going to be a four, if four long.
2: Well, they, the, the last update said it is at Category Four, hundred forty mile an hour winds. I think it was. Yeah, it was up there. That's a monster. It, it,
3: that Gulf, though, it's turning into a mini Atlantic. By the way that everything's forming. If you look at the models on the. The far out ones, there's a lot of stuff that's going to form down by Belize and all that and come up, come up into the Gulf and that could turn into something. There's a lot of, it's kind of weird how it is. Usually everything forms out off of Africa and comes to Cape Vert like it's been doing, but the Gulf has turned into a mini version of that, it seems like, with the heat of the water and everything, the conditions. So it's going to be kind of crazy out there. Have you heard any more about the fires, how they're doing out there?
2: Ah, uh, you know, I haven't seen much about the fires. I know they were supposed to get some cooler weather, in uh, uh, some some rain in uh, parts of Washington and Oregon, which that would yeah. be beneficial.
3: Yeah. And by the way, I got to ask you: Is is Joe Biden a robot? A robot? Yeah, because you know I see these commercials and all this on, on TV, and man, it's like a robot talking. You know sounds like something with will robinson or something i i you know I, I don't know if it's just it's that scripted or whatever whatever he's saying or whatever but it just seems like and i'm not picking on him not trying to but it just seems like his commercials are kind of fake feeling to me you know what i mean when i watch it when i watch him that and trump sure. somebody, trump trump gets that way too he gets a little bit you know, I know he reads off the teleprompter, and he reads off. His, he's got his big notebook. He reads off on his podium, but but Biden's commercials just they don't they sound they don't sound real. You know, like he he really feels what he's saying. You know, and 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 I don't I I I don't think that's one thing that's going to draw him down. Is a lot of people are just they think he's not real. So just wanted to give you my opinion on it. So y'all have a good day, bud. Thanks for letting me talk.
2: He does not have the most bubbly personality. That's for sure. Uh, s- separate issue. Uh, going back to uh, last evening, uh, Glenn had called in about yeah the human trafficking and things of that nature. We shared several different stories along that line. We see this yeah this week on a more local basis. Uh, standalone unlicensed massage therapy or relaxation massage businesses will not receive building permits or certificates of occupancy for the next six months as Middletown battles potential illegal activity according to the statement this week uh, the city council Tuesday approved uh, approved a six-month moratorium on any permits for these types of businesses. Uh, we've recently been dealing with illegal activity at these businesses, uh, promoting massage services. Uh, approached by Middletown police about the issue. Uh, there's one case uh, in the courts involving two women who were arrested for soliciting prostitution. Uh, the six-month period will give the city a chance to review and update their regulations, while preventing new standalone businesses to open or the possible reopening of closed businesses all right we want to have good lawful businesses and not businesses that are creating police calls but it appears that they're they're talking about a uh, police chief said illegal massage parlors create the possibility of human trafficking because the girls or women are rotated out every few weeks. Now, they said the proximity to Interstate 75 is a reason that illegal businesses are located there. All right, so just, again, illegal, you know, human trafficking possibly going on. I had several people email last evening that said, Steve, you wouldn't believe how widespread it is all around the country All right, then, Philip mentioning, uh, yeah, the Gulf of Mexico, that was in our Traveler's Weather headlines. Too difficult at this point to know if it's going to be potentially an impact on the likes of Louisiana. But uh, early Thursday, a well-defined low-pressure system, Invest 90L in the southwestern Gulf of Mexico. Uh, This disturbance has a 90% chance high chance of developing uh, into at least a tropical depression within 48 hours, according to forecasters. Expected to meander over the southwestern Gulf over the next couple of days before slowly moving north to northeast, uh, starting maybe later today and Saturday. They've got the graph there from the National Hurricane Center and uh, what they call the spaghetti models. In this case... Yeah, the spaghetti models are all over the place. I mean, some have it moving south, some have it moving north, some have it moving northeast. I mean, no idea. This, So no definitive idea which way it's going to go. But if it does strengthen into a tropical storm, it would be Wilfred. Yeah, depending on how quickly, there, there's another disturbance in the Atlantic develops. But right now, Wilfred's the next name on the list. Once Wilfred is used, that we move to the Greek alphabet. Alpha, beta, gamma, delta on down the line. Uh, let's see. Forecasters were tracking six. Six different disturbances Thursday morning, including the one in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, good morning, Crimson Tide. Hey there.
1: Hey, Steve. How you doing, man?
2: Happy Friday.
1: Happy Friday. Well, I survived the storm. Uh Actually, I live a little west of Mobile, and uh, we didn't get much out of it at all. At the last minute, it turned left and kind of went on the east side. So we were really fortunate in that aspect. But from what you're telling me, I'm not going to get rid of all my gasoline that I went and bought. I better just hang on to it for a little while longer, all these other storms out in the Gulf. Um uh, and I, I don't know if it still is or not, uh, Steve, but I can – somewhere over around Crestview, Florida, was closed due to flooding. Uh, I don't know if it still is or not, and from what I understand, the alternate road, which would be Highway 90, was flooded out as well. So you may want to check on that. Anybody coming across Florida heading west may uh, may have to detour around that. I don't know. mm mm-hmm. uh, but as far as critters in the water, yeah, alligators are bad, but we also got a a, a right nasty snake down here called a water moccasin and copperheads as well, and they can be quite aggressive, and I sure wouldn't want to run across one of them wading around in floodwater.
2: And they are probably not real happy with all the flooding.
1: I, I would say not. Headless. They're not happy when it's not flooding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, one other thing, anybody listening that, in that area. If you're running a generator, folks, please be careful. Cause every time there's a hurricane, Steve, it never fails yep. somebody dies of carbon monoxide poisoning for running it in the house or either having it outside and having it too close to an open window or a
2: open door. Yeah.
1: yeah, Open door, or even a window air, uh, AC unit, you know, that they're running you know, off the generator to keep cool at night. Uh, even, you know, with an AC unit, it can suck that carbon monoxide in and run it into the AC. So please folks be aware of that, because every time there's a hurricane, they just about always have at least one instance of somebody dying. Of, uh, I,
2: I mean, with, with Laura, when she came into Louisiana a few weeks ago, I mean, more of the deaths were carbon monoxide than the, mm-hmm. than the storm itself. I think out of like what out of 15, I think eight of them were carbon monoxide-related.
4: Right. Just
1: make sure those things are well ventilated. And, you know, that's that's all I had, Steve. I just wanted to touch base with you and let you know I wrote it out. And no problems as far as uh, my family's concerned.
2: All right. Well, I'm glad you pulled through there, Crimson Tide. I guess it was a little touch and go there for a while. Uh, It is 888-860-8785. We return after this on America's Trucking Network.
0: This is the Miami Valley Gaming Racing Report on America's Truck and Network. 17-year-old Sam Mayer passed GMS teammate Brett Moffitt with 30 laps to go and went on to score his first NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoor Truck Series win Thursday night at the UNOH 200 at Bristol Motor Speedway. Moffitt ends up second for a fourth time this season. Tanner Gray, Parker Klingerman, and Trevor Bain rounded out the top five. Moffitt was one of only three playoff drivers to finish in the top ten. Grant Enfinger was seventh. Tyler Ankrum was eighth. How the other truck playoff drivers fared Thursday night. Matt Craft in 11th. Sheldon Creed in 12th. Christian Eck is 13th. Ben Rhodes in 14th. Todd Gillil 15th. Zane Smith 17th. Next race in the truck playoff, September 25th at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Justin Allgaier has the poll for Friday night's Xfinity Series race at Bristol Motor Speedway, the Food City 300. Allgaier has won three of the last six Xfinity races. This is the final regular season event before the Xfinity playoffs begin. This is the Miami Valley Gaming Racing Report on America's Trucker Network.
2: saw plenty of widespread. And of course, now we're just waiting as the rivers continue to rise. And how high will they go? Because they were talking about the possibility of even setting some record flood gauge levels along a number of major tributaries. Uh, there in the south, we get more on that coming up here. Uh, but uh, Philip asks, "What's the latest on the wildfires?" Uh, Yosemite National Park is is actually closing at least through the weekend because of the the air quality caused by the wildfires that continue to rage. Uh, in a statement, officials announced uh, the California park was closed to all visitors and vehicles. As of 5 p.m. this past day and will likely remain closed through the duration of the weekend with air quality projected to be in the unhealthy to hazardous range for the next several days. Uh, We will continue to assess the impacts, the air quality index and fire activity. Uh, Yosemite National Park will reopen to visitors when conditions improve and it's safe for visitors and employees to be in the park. Uh, The biggest fire near Yosemite started back on September the 4th. It was a 244,000-plus acres as of yesterday afternoon, uh, burning in the Sierra south of Yosemite. Uh, Two small lightning fires were also burning in the southern part of the park. Uh, Sequoia National Park in the western Sierra shut Tuesday because of proximity to a blaze that started back in August. All of California's 18 national forests are closed because of extreme fire risk, according to the L.A. Times. You know, since this all started, uh, the fires really sparked last month. 25 deaths and about 5,400 structures have burned in California. And that takes us to the fire bug. Hey there.
4: Hey, Steve, Uh give you a report here. I was over here and coming out of North Carolina, westbound on 40, right there in the gorge. It just happened probably about five minutes ahead of me. A truck was running around the curve too fast and uh, didn't roll it, but he drove it off the road and right up again. Rock wall there, so not going to be there. But to the, have a lane closure there at about twelve in the gorge. Okay, over on I forty. So just wanted to give you a heads up for the drivers coming west down on forty out into back into Tennessee. I don't know here on that. And uh, you just know, talking about these rear end collisions? Uh, Calm down, with and a buddy of mine was talking about his drive, one of his meat drivers earlier in the week. Uh, was stopped uh, from, they had had a wreck on the interstate over in Arkansas, or somewhere over in Arkansas, and he was in a backup, and we had another truck come in behind him and stop, and another truck come around a blind curb and reared at him and pushed him into our truck, and of course, all of them burnt to the ground and he really? killed two people in the truck. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So, I mean, I just, people just ain't paying attention out here. I mean, just, it's just crazy, you know, of course, you know, running at night, but, yeah, it just drives you nuts. You know, people don't pay attention to what they're doing. I see it every night. And you'd be surprised how many drivers I see out here watching TV on their phones and this, that, and the other all the time.
2: Is it, so, a, yeah, it, it I was going to say, is, is it the distractions? Is it the, the, you know, the the smartphones or what? Is Is it the hours I, I, of service, I, I, the ELD thing, the 14-hour clock? I don't, what What do you think? I like a lot of it, people. Oh, sorry, there we got a pause. News update on ATN. Trump parades there. Had Cincinnati last weekend. Got uh, Columbus coming up. What is that? Is it next weekend? Weekend? I think early in October. Uh, It's not. I guess you could call it a Trump parade in in Michigan. Anybody remember the Cannonball Run? If you don't remember, it's back in the eighties, nineteen eighties movies. Burt Reynolds. It's about a coast to coast race that was unsanctioned by any official entity. You know, lots of hijinks ensued along the way. The Cannonball Run. There's a group in Michigan that's kind of borrowing that concept, although they say it is not a race. Not a race. The Michigan Conservative Coalition is inviting drivers to the Trump 2020 Cannonball Run. Starting at the Michigan border... And continuing on two different routes to the Mackinac Bridge, it will kick off at high noon, October the 11th. They said we've seen the massive MAGA boat parades, the MAGA classic car cruise, and the huge MAGA classic car rally and flyover. And that set the stage for our biggest Trump event of the season. The Trump 2020 Cannonball Run will start at the Ohio border on I-75 or from the Indiana border on U.S. 131. Each route will end at the Mackinac Bridge. To participate, the coalition says supporters just have to decorate your vehicle of choice, flags, American flags, Trump flags, patriotic displays, and hit the open road. Uh, You should use your car, your truck, your van, your motorcycle, any vehicle legal on the highway. At high noon, use the highway entrance closest to you. Go north on either I-75 or US-131. The suggested drive, they say, is to run north for one hour, then reverse course and drive south for one hour. It's supposed to be a two-hour thing. Uh, The Trump 2020 cannonball run. It is not a race in any sense. Uh, This is just a rolling display to show support. Drive uh, the legal speed, the minimum legal speed, so those watching along the route can enjoy the experience. Obey all police officers. Try to not block any. The emergency vehicles make sure that all drivers on the highway are respected. Uh, That includes getting all drivers on and off the highway safely. Let's see. To join the cannonball run. Gather at any of the designated rest stops no later than 1130. And then at high noon, proceed northbound on your chosen highway. Yeah, they've got all the... Rest areas, I guess these will be like the staging points listed. Uh, I-75, the starting points will be like the 10-mile marker, the 94, the 158, the 210, 277, the 338. Those are all rest areas. Then uh, from the Indiana side, uh, what do you have? U.S. 131, uh, the 43-mile marker at Alamo, the 101, 139, and the 174. Good times. Hey, good morning, Glenn.
5: Hey. Hey, Mr. Summers. <clears throat> um, I want to talk to you about all these uh, failed attempts that some of these um, conservatives are having trying to get these states to roll back um these uh, executive orders and how one group of people actually got it done, and uh, it was in California. You know, in California, uh, at the very beginning, I mean, for the longest time now, I think they have been under the lockdown longer than anyone. And, I mean, they shut down everything. You, you just name it, and they, sh- they shut it down. They shut down restaurants, movies, parks, beaches. <laughs> they, they closed the schools, <laughs> and they even, um, not to be sacrilegious here, but they, they even they went even went after Jesus on Sunday, you know. The Supreme Court held, held it up; they could ban Jesus on Sunday, and um, but then they um, they went a step too far. because caused uh, a COVID nineteen rebellion among um, the kids in Southern California when they banned. Halloween. That was it. It was on. It was the kids versus the lockdown.
2: Uh huh. And they backed, they had to backtrack pretty quick, didn't they?
5: They back backtracked pretty quick. That's right. Because you know what? When the kids heard there wasn't going to be no tricks and no treats, uh, the phone lines lit up. And they tied up the city government. They couldn't do anything by having the answer calls. And they realized they had they had stepped in something besides what people left on the street. <laughs> and they, they backed it up and said, you know what? You can have it. You can have your Halloween. Just, just leave us alone. Right, Please, right. Just, leave, <laughs> just leave us alone. So here's, here's what I'm saying. If you want something to get done, that you can't do it. And never, never, ever, ever estimate the power of chopping and dressing up in a scary little outfit and going out and trying to scare the boogers out of your neighbor.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay, Mr. Summer. Thanks, Glenn. Yeah, they, they did. I mean it was I shared that story the night that it kinda of broke and I think that might have been a Friday morning because over the over the weekend, that, that weekend. Uh, they immediately were backtracking. It's like, oh, oh okay, well, wait a minute. Uh, let's. Well, if we're going to allow trick-or-treating, we want you to make sure you do your best to social distance, uh, make sure your kids wear a mask and all, you know, but all right, we can have Halloween. Of course, here in the state of Ohio, when he was talking about all the things that have been shut down, you know, some are kind of surprised that Governor DeWine actually signed the bill, the legislation, a few days ago. Because uh, he has been one of those that's been more inclined and uh, shutting a lot of things down. He was one of the first that was shutting down the bars and the restaurants back in March. And quickly it became uh, gyms and this and that. And the list went on and on. And uh, no uh, church on Sunday. It had gone that far. and. It had sparked the whole debate about, wait, wait a minute, you you cannot infringe on individuals' rights uh, to gather to worship. And thus, houses of worship cannot be shut down by local or state officials. And elections cannot be moved from their prescribed dates under the legislation that was signed by the governor on Wednesday. Yeah, you know, lawmakers that were kind of angered over orders meant you know, to this, the best of intentions, right, to slow the spread of COVID. Now, DeWine did not expressly order churches shut down because of the pandemic, but he was imploring, he was you know almost pleading and begging for churches to just do uh, virtual services and things like that. Uh, There were some states, though, that did indeed order no church services. Uh, Because governors in other states did restrict religious gatherings in some form, this was kind of a proactive move in the state of Ohio. According to Terry Johnson, a Southern Ohio Republican who pushed the proposal, other states' orders actually disregarded the First Amendment, forcing the closure of places of worship, and religious institutions. National restrictions on churches ranged uh, from a ban on services in California to uh, a 50-person limit for religious services in Nevada. A Minnesota limit on gatherings over 10 people all but shut down church services there. Uh, That was eventually eased. Uh, The Republican-controlled Pennsylvania House Tuesday passed a similar Prohibition against a governor shutting down houses of worship, even though Democrat Governor Tom Wolf, much like De- DeWine, uh, did not actually order the shutdown of churches. I think they knew that they were on the the, the constitutional grounds. So, uh, the new law also takes aim at DeWine's $11 decision in Ohio back in March. Uh, to postpone the state's in-person primary recall because of concerns about the coronavirus. It's like it was the night before, wasn't it? And he he was trying to say we're not going to vote in person tomorrow. And they said, "Well, you can't do that." And that's when Amy Acton showed up on the scene. Amy says, "Well, this is a this is a health issue, and I have the authority to shut it down." Uh, Ultimately, we did not vote in person for our Ohio primary. It was all done via the mail, and the turnout was down pretty dramatically. With that, though, a quick timeout. Back to your calls after this on America's Trucking Network. In uh, the Nashville area, uh, would you be surprised if they were kind of uh, trying to keep the numbers hush-hush as far as the number of COVID cases that are actually being linked to things like bars and restaurants? You see, because it doesn't fit the narrative that you've got to shut the bars down. Last call, 10 p.m. here in Ohio. Got to shut them down by 11. Yeah, Kentucky, what, they... Oh, the governor said, well, thanks to sporting events, now we're going uh, to allow them to have last call at 11, but they've got to be shut down by midnight. If it's happening in Nashville, I would presume it's probably happening the same elsewhere. The mayor of Nashville uh, may have told health officials to hide the low coronavirus numbers being attributed to bars and restaurants. A leaked email to Fox 17 in Nashville showed uh, late June contract tracing numbers for construction and nursing homes had thousands of coronavirus cases. But bars and restaurants only produced 22 cases. In an email to an advisor for the mayor's office, health department official Leslie Waller wrote, this is not going to be publicly released, right? This is just info for the mayor's office. The response was correct, not for public consumption. That was Benjamin Eagles, an advisor to the mayor, in his response via email. Gee, we got all these cases of COVID. We got to shut the bars. We got to shut the restaurants, and knowingly. There wasn't hardly any being spread around through the bars and restaurants. They didn't want you to know that. This is for our eyes only. This is not for public consumption. Uh, By July, the health department was actually confronted about the rumor that only 80 COVID cases had been traced to bars and restaurants. Tennessee lookout reporter asked the health department, The figure you gave of more than 80 does lead to a natural question. If there have been over 20,000 cases of COVID-19 in Davidson, and only 80 are traced to restaurants and bars, doesn't that mean restaurants and bars aren't the problem? Health Department official Brian Todd then asked health department officials, well, how would you like to respond to this question? Please advise how you recommend I respond. Uh, Response to Todd read, my two cents. We have certainly refused to give counts per bar because those numbers were low per site. Uh, We could still release the total, though, and then a response to the over 80 uh, could be because that number is increasing. Uh, We just don't want to say a specific number. We're going to try to juggle and lie to the people. A staff attorney for the city verified the authenticity of these emails. Verification from the mayor's office and the Department of Health. These emails are real. They're covering up the actual numbers. They're fabricating information. They've essentially blown their entire credentials here. Uh, According to a council member, Steve Glover, he says, uh, I'm done. I don't trust a thing they're saying going forward. Nothing. Bartenders, waitresses, restaurant owners have been asking, why aren't they releasing the official numbers? Yeah, well, that's the reason. The problem hasn't been bars and restaurants. Really, it's been the likes of nursing homes. But with that, I digress. We'll get back to your calls just ahead, five before the hour on ATN.
0: If you Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office.